0: Welcome to the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and this is my co-host, Diogo Valent.
1: Hi guys, I'm Diogo here. Hope everything is okay with you all. We are here for another episode of our European Hoops podcast. André, let's go. Let's get into it, man. What are you going to talk about today?
0: Today we have a new mini episode recapping day three of the FIBA World Cup. From Italy against Dominican Republic to Latvia versus France. We will go over what happened today on groups A, D, E and H. Ready to get into it, Joko?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a crazy day full of exciting games, so let's get into it.
0: Let's start with Group A that opened the day with a very interesting game from a tactical standpoint between Italy and Dominican Republic. As we saw on the game against Philippines, the Dominican Republic defaults to play Towns mostly as a perimeter player. Italy aggressive defense and bringing the help very early in those situations to what will turn out into an almost uh, double team on those moments took away his driving lines and that causes three early turnovers that led to a 12-0 run start for the European team. Uh, They forced Che Garcia to call two timeouts within the first three minutes of the game. But the game changed significantly from that point forward. Dominican Republic came into the game with a clear defensive strategy to try to take away the Italian three-point games and just give them hard looks from three. They forced them to attack the rim where the Dominican Republic had the weight advantage in this game, and that proved to be successful with Italy shooting seven out of twenty-nine from three. Two early takes to the Italian bench in the first quarter ended up leading to the ejection of course of Coach Pose with uh, Eighteen minutes played in the game, and uh, in a matchup between two highly charismatic coaches, it was Schegarski a day to shine. With uh, five minutes live in the first half, Dominican Republic made the adjustment that for me was crucial for them to lock this win. They went from playing with uh, two center lineups to playing towns uh, as the lone center and the results were quick with the Dominican Republic scoring four quick points right away with uh, huge improvements on their offensive flow after the Dominican Republic taking off in the third quarter Italy. Went to a 2 3 zone that led them to a 6 0 run. But Dominican Republic was able to adjust and build a strong lead, being up 16 with 2 minutes and 30 seconds to play. The Italians didn't give up, and uh, with uh, defensive intensity, causing mistakes by the Dominicans, were able to come back into the game and with a 15 to two run, cut the deficit to three points with just 19 seconds left to play. But it wasn't enough to come back all the way. And the Dominican Republic, despite despite some execution issues to start and to end the game, they secured the 87 to 82 win with the duo Feliz and Towns being their key contributors with uh, the guard ending the game with 24 points, five rebounds and five assists and the big man having 24, 11 and five. For Italy, who was the best on the floor with 17, five and four. The Dominican Republic took a huge step in direction to the quarterfinals while Italy needs to be able to unleash their shooting potential to raise their level of play and to be able to compete in the next round if they get there and to be able to beat the Philippines on their next game.
1: Yeah. This was a a pretty interesting game. Uh, We both had Italy uh, winning this group, but uh, the Dominican Republic did a great job, especially shooting the ball. Uh, And that's a a big problem for Italy in these first two games. They should be a very good shooting team, and that is not going well for them at all. Uh, 7 of 29 from 3 today is just... It's not going to cut it for them. So that decisive game against the Philippines, uh, I, I think... They really need to be on their A game because the Philippines playing at home and they want to get a win, obviously. So it's going to be an interesting game and Italy really needs to to step up and, and get that win to be able to advance. But a great job by the Dominican Republic and especially uh, Phillies and Carl Anthony Towns. They, they led the way for them and it's just a great win for the, the Dominican Republic.
0: Yeah, it was an incredible win for Dominican Republic and they are now in the fight to, to aspire to get into the quarterfinals and if they are able to replicate what they did today against potentially Serbia in the, the next round, they might get into that special path that we meant, mentioned during our previews that uh, can put them on a medal game and that will be a very big deal for them. Picking up on w- what you said there uh, about uh, the Italy game we Philippines I think that that game uh, can be very competitive especially with the Gilas crowd behind the home team but I don't think that the Philippines team is as well equipped as the Dominican Republic to give the, the same type of issues we saw the Italians having today yeah, and I, agree, uh, I, I don't think that they can bring the same type of physicality to drop the Italians offensive flow and I trust that the Italy defense to be able to contain the Philippines firepower in the in a game that should come down to the team that is able to control and set the pace of the game, there are two teams that play kind of different styles, and it will be a very interesting game to to watch. I agree with you there. And uh, staying on the Philippine subject, let's ta- take a look into the their game today against Angola. Angola transition game and physicality again was in display. They went with extra size on Clarkson, and that was a clever adjustment to try to contain him. And uh, with this Angolan team, it comes down to their ability to create offensively, besides looking to run and getting easy baskets in transition. When I said on our previews that Pep Claro's team will always come into the games prepared, even if they aren't favorites against any of their opponents that they would be facing during this World Cup, this was exactly what I meant. Angola used size to try to create uh, an advantage defensively, use their physicality, use their athletic bigs to try to contain Clarkson as much as it was possible, and it really disrupted what Philippines does, and uh, that's how they were able to achieve this result. Philippines had the talent advantage uh, on this game, and uh, that showed with them slowly building leads during the first half, but Angola kept fighting to find their way back into the game and at halftime the African team was leading with uh, their defensive intensity causing 10 turnovers from the Philippines early on. Angola kept building on their leads during the second half and came out of this game with a very impressive 70 to 80 win behind a great team effort with 5 players ending the game in double digits and having a superb defensive effort limiting Clarkson to 21 points. Angola made the most of their transition games scoring 17 fast break points against 4 from the Philippines. Is Angola the most surprising team of this World Cup so far?
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So far, they've shown to be much better than, than we expected and I, I'm sure than a lot of people expected. They, they are playing very good defense and I think in this game today, first of all the 3-point the shooting aspect, I, I thought the Philippines should have been much better. They shot 18% and Angola, who is not a, a good 3-point shooting team, was able to, to shoot decently at 30% yeah. for, from the from the line. Uh, and then just, I think the Philippines were very limited uh, on the defensive side because they didn't really have the size to match up with Bruno Fernando, and they were getting killed inside. And Angola had 20 offensive rebounds. And because they, they always had to be on help positions, they gave up a lot of wide open threes for Angola. And I believe that a zone would have probably been better for them to to limit Bruno Fernando's uh, offensive production, but uh, they, they didn't go that route and they just couldn't compete with uh, Angola's aggressiveness and their defense. They they did a great job putting size on Clarkson. You, you can clearly see that, that it was bothering him because he couldn't really produce much offensively. I, I know he still had 21 points and seven assists, but watching the game, it just it didn't feel like it was a good game by him and they didn't really have nobody else that was able to step up and help him with the playmaking duties. So uh, it was a very good game by Angola, and especially the the defence on Clarkson.
0: It was a great game by Angola, and it really revamps their claim to the African Olympic slot. That's something that is in play now, after this surprising win. And I agree with you, they are one of the surprising teams of this World Cup so far. In this group, the Dominican Republic will face Angola on the last round of the on a game that uh, they are expected to be able to win and lock the first place in this group. While Italy and Philippines will battle to be the second seed team during this Group A, can turn into a three-way tie. Or uh, if Italy manages to win, they move into the second round with two wins and one loss. Let's uh, take a look then into the Group D. And uh, the first game that we had was the game between Montenegro and Egypt. Like we saw against Lithuania, the front court size and talent of Montenegro gave issues to Egypt. Egypt showed flashes of being able to go on rounds to try to come back into games, but lacks the consistency to do it all the way and to be able to come back all the way into these games against these uh, higher tier teams. In the first half, Egypt having... Uh, over twice the turnovers of Montenegro, 15 against 7, providing Montenegro 20 points of uh, turnovers in the first half alone, while Montenegro was dominating in the pain with 32 points against 16. The second half brought us and Egypt trying to be competitive in the last 20 minutes of the game, with Montenegro locking the win 89-74. to Vosevic dominated with 16 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals and 3 blocks. Egypt has shown some good flashes, but in the end, Montenegro is performing exactly the way we expect.
1: Yeah, I think Egypt did a, a good job in this game. They, they were somewhat competitive uh, in the end. It was just a matter of Montenegro having more talent, and especially on the front court. But uh, And then, like you mentioned, uh, the turnovers. Uh, Montenegro was able to play good defense and force a lot of turnovers. Uh, Egypt had 22 turnovers. So it, it would have been, been tough for them to, to compete at an even higher level. Uh, with this amount of turnovers. But uh, I think they they did a good job for what was expected of them. So uh, I think Egypt now has a chance in the next game to to maybe steal the game from Mexico. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But as far as Montenegro goes, that front court is very good. And I think they're going to have a hell of a battle with Lithuania.
0: Yeah, Montenegro and Lithuania have secured their place in the top 16 and will battle each other for the top place in this Group E, while Egypt and Mexico will battle to move into the bottom 16 with one win. Let's then look into the other game that got us here between Lithuania and Mexico. Lithuania were favorites for this game and started the game with an 8-0 run, ending the first quarter with the 32-17 lead. They dominated across the game, winning all the quarters and and uh, locking the win 96-66 to 66 behind good performances by Kosminskas and Valenciunas with uh, 14 and 50 points each. Lithuania's size and overall talent advantage ended up being too much for this Mexican team to overcome during this game, uh, exactly as we saw on the previous game against Montenegro. And it will be a very interesting matchup with them but, uh, against Egypt, as you had just mentioned.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think Lithuania is doing a very good job of taking these... "Quote unquote easier games uh, seriously and not relaxing. They they dominated the game in every way possible, especially in the rebounding battle. They they had 47 rebounds, and that starts with Valenciunas, of course. Uh, Kuzminskas and Jokubaitis played very good games also. So I think Lithuania is prepared. I think they are they are standing on the World Cup with um, with the right mindset, and I think they are ready to to face Montenegro and then to move on to the possibly being in the the quarterfinals so I think Lithuania is doing a very good job uh, at least in these first two games and I think Mexico is going to have a a hell of a game with uh, Egypt the the next round so I I think this group, I mean obviously there were clearly two tiers of teams Uh, you had Lithuania and Montenegro first and then Egypt and Mexico but within those tiers I, I think It's going to be very competitive in the next round, and I think it's going to be very exciting to watch.
0: Very well. With Group D in the books, let's look into how things unroll on Group E, where we start with uh, one of the games of the day between Australia and Germany. With uh, Franz Wagner out due to an ankle sprain, Bong took his place in the starting lineup. We had a hard-fought start of the game, with Germany going on an 8-0 run. Patty Mills scored the first 13 points of Australia, keeping them in the game early on. It was impressive to witness the veteran. Germany's ability to take care of the ball was on full display in the first half, with the team committing only four turnovers, led by Schroeder with 18 points and five assists. Just in the first 20 minutes of the game, they were leading at halftime 49-44. to 44. Germany with a 10-0 run to open the fourth quarter retook the lead after a strong third quarter by Australia when they won by 22-13. In the end, Germany secured the 85-82 win behind great performances from Schroeder and Maudolo that scored 30 and 20 points respectively, with Schroeder adding eight assists to his sheet in a game where the backcourt shined for Australia. We also had their guards shining today with Mills and Gidi that had 21 and 70 points. It uh, was an incredible basketball game with many changes of momentum. In the end, Germany comes out with the win and takes a huge step for their aspirations despite France's injury being a question mark. But Germany locks this important win and uh, guarantees that they will be on the top 16. Yeah,
1: this was a hell of a win by Germany. Uh, Like you said, especially without Franz Wagner. Uh, I think this just shows that they are ready for whoever they put in front of them. Like, Australia is a, a very good team and the fact that they were able to win this game without Franz Obviously, Schroeder and Maud Olo played very good games. And I think in the second half, Maud Olo especially was so important for them. His ability to, to score and to hit that step back three that he hit quite, uh, quite a few of them. So I think Germany is completely ready to to face wh- whatever team they, they have to go against. Uh, Australia, also a very good team, but I think they, they lacked a, a bit of contributions from guys like Joe Ingles and Josh Green. And also Matisse Teibel. So I think those three guys have to contribute a little bit more, but um, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to play um, Japan in the next round. And if they win, they advance. So uh, they depend on themselves, of course. And Germany, I just think they are so well-prepared. They they play such good basketball, and I think they are a very complete team. Hopefully, Franz Wagner can come back, uh, if not for the next game in the group phase, hopefully in the second stage, because they, they need him to, to really be contenders. But... They show that they are ready, and I really like this German team.
0: And that group on the second stage, uh, if... uh... Australia confirms that they will move an advance uh, in their game against Japan. It will be maybe one of the most competitive ones in terms of top tier teams where they are likely to be facing Slovenia. That's a very promising group to have uh, high level battles fighting for getting into the quarterfinals and uh, Germany being able to conquer this win. And if they are able to, to beat Finland on their next game, uh, it will uh, be important for them to move into the next stage without losses because those uh, results will all translate into the second stage, even the games against the teams that don't advance, and moving to the next stage without losses will be extremely important for these teams to aspire to get into the quarterfinals, since they will be probably on the strongest group of the, the second round. After the defeat, Australia will be facing Japan on the last round of this group, while Germany will battle with Finland, that uh, is looking for their first win in this World Cup. After today, in a do or be relegated to the bottom 16 type of game, losing against Japan, the game started with a competitive tone behind the enthusiastic home crowd. Japan looked Composed and energetic early in the game, leading in the end of the first quarter, 22-15. Finland was able to get themselves together, and with a 6-0 run to start the second quarter, got back into the game, leading at halftime, 46-36. After a highly competitive and high-paced third quarter, where both teams scored 27 points each, Japan scored impressive 35 points in the fourth quarter, allowing only 15 to get the upset win, and uh, an extremely important win for their aspirations to fight for the Asiatic Olympic slots. Japan bench production was key, with their bench scoring 61 out of their 98 points. The game's highlights were Hawkinson, with uh, 28 points and 19 rebounds, and uh, Kawamura, with 25 points and 9 assists, that uh, led Japan to this win, despite the efforts by Lauri Markkanen that uh, ended the game with 27 points and 12 rebounds.
1: Yeah, this was a, this was quite a surprise here, uh, with Japan uh, beating Finland, and the, their NBA player, Yuta Watanabe, only had 4 points. Uh, I think that fourth quarter was like crazy, uh, them blowing out Finland by 20 points in a quarter, was was very, very impressive, honestly. Uh, Hawkinson had an amazing game, like you said, 20, 28 points and 19 rebounds. And Finland, uh, outside of Lari, they, they're just not getting enough production from the other guys, uh, even shooting the ball. Uh, even though today they were quite decent, but they, they need to be at a way higher level for them to be able to compete. And uh, I think I don't see them beating Germany in the next game. So it's quite disappointing, at least for me. Uh, I had Finland quite high in my power rankings. So we'll see where, where they end up. But Japan, this is a very good win for them. And now they have a chance to battle, battle it out with Australia for a, a spot in the, in the top 16. But uh, it, it was just a very entertaining game to watch with guys from Japan, uh, guys like Kawamura, obviously. We know he's one of the smallest guys on the court every time, and he was able to score 25 points and that assists. It was very impressive. So uh, I think Japan just—they—they seem so happy to to be playing there, and it's just such a joy to watch them play. Uh, I really enjoyed this win by them for sure.
0: Kawamura was a five-eight giant for Japan today on their game. For and sure. Regarding- <laughs> and regarding Yuta his conditioning is not on the right place he was recovering from some injuries and he didn't have much uh, practice time with his Japanese team and we noticed him on the game asking to go to the bench to get a breed and uh, to rest and I believe that's impacting his performance let's see if that's something that he's able to improve on during the competition because this Japanese team might be on the fight for the Olympic Asiatic slot and uh, this win against Finland can be very impactful on that fight it will come down to if uh, Japan is able Able to move into top 16 or not. They are not favorites. So we don't expect them to be able to beat Australia but uh, they will certainly put up a fight and try to do that. It will be one of the surprises of this competition and uh, if China doesn't move into the top 16 then both of the teams will be battling to see which of them is able to end the second round higher and that will lock an Olympic fought one of those teams and Japan with this win give a big step in that direction and that will certainly be something to, to track the rest of the way of this uh, tournament. Now with the, this episode approaching its end it is time to look into what happened to the group H where we start the day with a game between Canada and Lebanon Canada showed of their superiority with uh, 128 to 73 wins where all of uh, their 11 players that took the court for Canada scored 6 or more points and Kelly Olinick was the MVP of the game with 12 points 8 rebounds and 5 assists while this wasn't a competitive game Canada showed their focus intensity and discipline they are playing at an extremely high level and I believe that after the way that they handled France and uh, with this uh, France injury being a question mark it is fair to look at them as potentially the number two team between all the contenders of this World Cup. Wouldn't you agree with me?
1: Yeah, they're certainly up there. I mean, top three for sure. Uh, I, I had them third in my power rankings, but now, uh, depending on what happens with Franz Wagner, I think they have an argument for number two. Uh, but I just love what they're doing here. Uh, even in the easier game, they didn't relax. They, they imposed their will and their Absolutely. defensive aggressiveness. They, they doubled uh, Lebanon's rebounds. They more than doubled the assists. They they're just playing at a very high level. They shot 60% from three, which is kind of crazy. And I mean, contributions from everybody on the team. And they are playing at a very high level. And if they keep this up, they they are a contender for sure.
0: If uh, that wasn't a competitive game and uh, Germany-Australia was a very, very high level game, let's look into the game of the day where we saw the Latvians fans taking over the stands and creating an amazing environment in this extremely important game. I told you guys to watch out for this Latvian team, France, came into the game more comfortable and ready to step up and to this do-or-die game for them. Fournier was an absolute nightmare mismatch, ending the game with 27 points. France' defensive intensity during the first three quarters forced Latvia out of their irregular offensive flow, with them lacking the usually ball movement and ball sharing that allows them to create easy shots to take advantage of their high-level shooters. And with Latvia, ball handlers keeping the ball until late in the clock, with many possessions for Latvia, ending with one pass of less and that led to some turnovers. With 10 minutes to go, France was up 12, but uh, Latvia was able to keep their composure and uh, not uh, going away during the game. Coaching played a part on this game, and I would uh, dare to say that the advantage was to Latvia. Their team defensive effort was able to overcome mismatches. In the fourth quarter, they were incredible defensively, and led by the duo of Jaggers and Schmitz that scored 22 and 20 points each, Latvia came out of this game with an 88-86 win after a 12-point fourth quarter comeback to ensure their place in the top 16 of this World Cup. It was a brilliant effort. Uh, great team play, great coaching and a tone of character for this Latvian group that uh, you can never count out.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, they they played a, a great game. I think both teams honestly played a very good game. Um, you mentioned Fournier. I think similarly to the game against Canada, he was very, very good in the first half and then in the second, they, not not as much. Uh, but today, I think a lot of that goes to, to Latvia's coaching. They, they even played some boxing one on him. Uh, in the end of the third quarter, I think. So they played a, a very good game overall, and then a guy like Zagars and Smiths, Smiths just keeps showing why he's one of our favorites in Euroleague. He he keeps playing great game after great game. Just does a little bit of everything, and has been very efficient scoring the ball uh, for France, uh, and especially with Nando De Kolo getting ejected with those two on sportsmanlike falls. Uh, I think the France's offense was a bit stagnant and. A lot of times I think Francisco uh, tried to do a little bit too much and forced some shots, and the offense just wasn't flowing. And that's also credit to Latvia's defense. They, they played a very good game. They forced a lot of turnovers for France, and in the end they were just able to, to get back in the game and, and taking the win. But uh, just a, a brilliant effort for them. And congratulations on this amazing win. It was really a, a very good game.
0: France really depends on having high minutes from Fournier and Batum. And while they are elite players, even at this age, it's it's hard to demand so much from them. And we see those breakdowns of production during the, the game. And we saw that against Canada and we saw that against Latvia today. That's a big part of uh, why France leaves this World Cup with a disappointing performance and they will end up on the bottom 16. But uh, it came down to the team with more character and that was Latvia. They were able to play as a team and they were able to perform and uh, never give up. They show their character and they come out of this game with uh, a passport into the top 16 of the, this World Cup and a very well-deserved one. As things stand on this group H, Latvian Canada will play for the first place in an important game for both teams' uh, aspirations to advance into the quarterfinals. Now to wrap up this episode, let's go over all the games we will have tomorrow and that we will be covering here in the European Hoops podcast. The day starts with a game between China and South Sudan. Uh, At the same time, we have a game between Venezuela and Cape Verde, followed by a game with New Zealand and Jordan, Cote d'Ivoire and Iran. Next to it, we have uh, Georgia and Slovenia, a game that should decide the first place of that group. Puerto Rico will be facing Serbia. Greece will be facing the United States and Brazil will be facing Spain. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Itus AeroLeague. My name is Andre and I will be talking with you guys tomorrow. Uzvara.
1: Bye guys. See you on the next episode.